Full Scope, a podcast with two guys in their 20s, giving them perspective on the games that we love, headlines and pop culture, and then meaning about it all. I'm Rose Winter Burns, my counterpart Sam Morris was not able to be on for this one, but I'm joined by two special guests. First, uh, Maurice Hendricks, who, who has been on countless times in the past, always a good friend of the show, and also um, Isaiah Barkless, um, who's been on recently and a good friend of mine, and thank you guys for being, being back on, man. Yeah, of course, of course. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, definitely. And in this episode, we have a lot of albums to, to, uh, to review in this one. In the second half, we're going to do a review of New Jack City. But um, to start with, with Drake's uh, latest surprise album, honestly, never mind. And just thoughts on just how drastically different this album sounded from from his previous ones. Um, in his latest uh, seven surprise album, you know, we really see Drake um, reconfigure his preferred taste. And with it being, you know, executive produced by South African uh, house mainstay Black Coffee, um, he brought together a collection of, of dance tunes constructed for just you know, a different level of, of embrace and appreciate, appreciation. And, you know, to, to you, Maurice, like looking at this album being just sonically different from most Drake albums and bringing just, you know, the melodic flourishes into it, what were your initial thoughts on it and just even the the surprise aspect of it? Because nobody, I mean, obviously after CLB, like people thought he might take a little break from albums, but he comes right back, you know, with a different one and one that we you know never heard of him before. Yeah, man. I was definitely hoping, you know, as soon as I heard him, like, you know, mention the um, the release of this, the surprise drop, you know, I was hoping for, I was hoping for a lot of rap. Um, and <laughs> when I listened to the thing, you know, obviously there's like no rap except at the end, bro. And I just kept thinking like, yo, when is this going to end? Like, I want some rap. I want like, because, you know, the last time he dropped a surprise album was um, if you're reading this is it's too late. And, you know, obviously that's like one of his fan favorites. Um, just because he really he's solidified going in, his, just going his in place in the game with that album. <laughs> yeah, bro. So yeah, I was right. expecting another one of those. And so to get this, I was like, yo, like, like, because it just it just throws you off. Because when you go in with your initial expectation of, like, rap, and, like, on that, if you're reading this, it's too late energy, and then all you get is, like, dance music, you're, like, super disappointed. So, you know, I had to go back and, like, listen to it again just to, like, look at it objectively and to, like, appreciate, like, what he's done with this album. Because realistically, you know, everyone's hating because, you know, like, they want him to change up his sound. Obviously, with CLB, it was, like, a, a, like the perfect mix of, like, all his sounds that he's done over the years. And, like, I feel like that was, was, like, like like Yes, dude. It was a complete collection of everything he's done in the past. And and that was the thing, like we said last time on that review, is, like, we had a problem with him. Not, I mean, CLB CLB was a good album, but he kind of stayed in in his, like, comfort zone. This one, I really Mm -hmm. like how he challenged himself and was like, you know, I'm just going to show what my range is, even though it's not what most people expect. I'm going to show that I can do something completely different and it's not going to be predictable. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and also in, in terms of just like, like Maurice, to you, like the more times you've listened to this, like what have been like your overall thoughts on it? Cause, cause from, from the instant like feel of it, I was really into it just because of, of, I feel as though it's just really good music that he put together. It, it's not what we expect, but I like when an artist at, at his stature is just able to just like try something like that. That's kind of like beyond like what his usual realm is. But like, what have been your thoughts on it? Just listening to it more times outside of the first listen. Yeah. I mean, initially it was like, yeah, like, oh, I was d- disappointed. And then like once I looked at it objectively, you know, I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm trying to remember all the other artists, you know, big artists that at some point in their career changed up their sound drastically. Like when Lil Wayne did like that Kanye rock album. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's like it's it's okay to like, you know, branch yeah. out. And especially at his stature now, he has nothing left to prove, right? So he can kind of just do whatever he wants and make the kind of music he wants. And honestly, he sounds good with this music. Like this is this was a good yes. like looking at it objectively, there were some great songs on this this album. And like maybe he's not the best at this sound, like the house sound. You know, obviously it was like a it was like a test project and he was like experimenting um but i thought he did pretty good and i thought there's some really good songs and he knew what he was doing like he knew he wanted to make these songs he, he for this crowd this. he couldn't promote exactly. this he's like i gotta drop this out of nowhere <laughs> you know the funny thing is like you know all those memes about him being in like h&m and all those like stories well it's like bro he's about to he about to <laughs> sell a lot survived. from this album you know the what i'm saying survived, just, just because of all the clubs that's gonna play it yeah exactly so like yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna hate on it. You know, what I'm saying I'm, I don't think it's one of his strongest albums, and I definitely don't like think it was like. It, it, it's, I'll say it was a good project. I don't know if I'm gonna listen to that many songs again, though. I, I'm not he gonna. Lie. Said, I haven't really he, gone he back to. He, and he strategically said he. Really, yeah, well, he he strategically said on his radio show that 
he was working on another Scary Hours 3 and that's coming later in the year. I feel as though this was like a twofold yeah. plan where like he dropped something that's completely just like, you know, dance hall. And then he said later in the year, I'm going to give fans what they really want and really show that I can still be one of the best rappers alive. Yeah. I just hope Scary Hours 3 um, is and, longer and, than and, like three songs. That's exactly, exactly. Same thing. Because it, I it, feel it, like... It, I, yeah, go ahead, Isaiah. <laughs> Nah, I, yeah, I feel like, but I feel like it's more so like an EP though. So it's just like it might just be like at the max, it might be four songs. Bro, I know, but I don't. Bro, I but wish you, he did like build up some back to back stuff. Would you build up? That's would you really build up something like that? Like saying like I'm gonna drop this late in the year and it's only four songs. I feel like that. I feel like it's gotta be. Four. <laughs> but I, I know Scary Hours is usually EP, but I, I just think for him to say like there's something else coming. It, I feel as though yeah. we still haven't gotten that like full length just rap album where, where Drake is like working with the like like the alchemist or Dr. Dre like I, I still feel as though that's something he could possibly do one day nah nah I don't think he's ever gonna do that he doesn't have to like he's already like he's already established himself as like one of the greatest artists of all time you know let alone one of the greatest rappers so like I, I mean I don't I don't think he really has to do that there's no pressure on him oh to I'm, do not, that. I'm not saying he has to I'm not saying he has to but but the way like the way people were so disappointed in this I feel as though like the next project he puts out is, is gonna be like majority rap he'll still add r&b but like i feel as though it'll be like have more of a hip-hop feel to it nah i don't see it i don't see it <laughs> nah i think i think it'll i think it'll 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 the next album will be like uh it'll be rap but i feel like at the same time he ha- he doesn't have anything to prove to anybody that's why he's doing yeah. this <laughs> it's just like you feel me yeah. like all the expectations like you feel me like that we have with Drake, bro, could just go out the window sometimes at this yeah. point because he's at the see like he's at the top, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he kinda could just do what he wants. It's not mm-hmm. like he's like a new artist. You know what I'm saying? We have big expectations for like new artists and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I kinda yeah. learned to just eliminate my desires for him to rap again like that. I think he's just kinda like at a place where he knows he doesn't have to, so he's not going to unless he has pressure on him, you know. Um that's just my opinion though. Oh no, yeah, I, I, and and that and that definitely makes a lot of sense to you, Isaiah. Like, what were some of your thoughts on this album? Like, the more times you've listened to it, and just kind of like some of your overall, uh, uh, just your overall feel of it. Uh this is this is gonna sound crazy. At first, bro, I thought this, I thought it was dirt when I first started going into the first, <laughs> the first song, bro. I was just like, I was hearing Drake like trying to hit those high notes. I'm like. Ah, Drake, don't do this, bro. That's not mm-hmm. like, cause I'm, you know, what I'm saying, I'm like, I'm, I'm I, I analyze like the little things, you feel me? And I'm just yeah. like, I, like, I know Drake could like, you feel me, do what he wants, cause he's done that before. But like, for some reason, the vocals wasn't hidden on the first song. I was just like, oh, bro, this is this is not it, bro. As I kept going along, bro, I started, I started to, you know, what I'm saying, enjoy some of the, some of the songs, like, mm-hmm. uh, I. I got some of them on my playlist. Uh, I got text gold green. That's so green. I got crazy. sticky. It was crazy. Massive. Sticky's fire. <laughs> like facts. Sticky's fire. And he and like, I really think like Drake is coming for like every single genre. Like he had that. Jer- <laughs> he had like a Jersey Club, like a Jersey Club type. That's what Joe Button said. The night of Joe said, "Oh, we bring a Jersey Club." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Jersey, because because Jersey Club, like, cause in in New York and New Jersey, both like, a lot of it's like that. a whole thing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's coming back to it's coming back to like the the sound now, cause like if you listen yeah. to like, like I guess like it's it's being mixed in with the drill now. Yeah. So and I think it's like I think Drake is paying attention to all of that, mm-hmm. and like doing his own version of it. I like yeah. that, and then uh, massive. I I think it's massive. Yeah, massive. massive. Is a phenomenal track. The production. That one, oh yeah, that one was like super fire. Like I'm playing this at work. You feel me? <laughs> like I'm really playing that's this about, at work. I'm lifting. Work. I'm lifting <laughs> chairs. I'm lifting mattresses, bro. You feel me? I'm listening to Massive, bro. And like you know, you you know like the belly bounce. You feel me? Like you like you mm-hmm. know the belly bounce that dance. Mm-hmm. I feel like like every time every time it gets to that beat job, I feel like doing that, bro. Um, <laughs> I, I never, I never that heard a song from Drake that, that I really just wanted to. Exactly, I never heard a song I really wanted to like just dance to. 
You yeah. feel me? And I think that was the whole point. You feel me of of the album? Now I ain't go. I'm not. I'm, I didn't like like a good bit of it to be honest with you. But like those are like some standout tracks that I thought would you know what I'm saying were pretty good. My yeah. main problem with it is just you feel me because you know it's Drake, and we didn't expect it. We didn't expect it to come mm-hmm. from him to be like this is drastically different. I mean, Drake has surprised us with a little bit, you know what I'm saying, like of going out of his comfort zone, like with Jamaican stuff, Dominican tracks and all that. But I didn't we didn't expect him to go like like out of the zone. Definitely not a whole right. album worth. Not a whole yeah. Definitely not a whole album. But it's just like every time like some songs I was like, listen, I was like. Bro, it would have been so much better if, you know what I'm saying, insert rapper or artist name did this song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, um, a lot of the songs, I felt like The Weeknd could have, like, came and spazzed on that. You feel me? Yeah, I some agree. Some people did say like, that. Some... I feel it, there's there's one, one song in particular, which I, I do like this song, Overdrive. I feel as though it would have yeah. possibly been a better Weeknd song. Just because, like, it, there are elements of this that that other artists do, and they've just done it for longer. Not not saying that Drake didn't mm-hmm. do a good job with this. It's just like you could just tell, like, this artist probably would have maybe maybe even fit better on a feature on the song, like, just to like make it more complete. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, it's like, and like, I'm like, I don't know if this if it was like the timing of this song of of, of this album too, because like I was talking to Wellington like. Was it this week? Like when you when we was coming back? Yeah. yeah. I think it was this week. And it was just like all the talk surrounding like, you know, him and like Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Like dropping albums, like even though they're two completely different artists, it's kinda like they both throw like subliminals at each other. Like Drake dropping this on his birthday, bro. I bet y'all didn't even know that. <laughs> Yeah, that was he dropped that on Kendrick's birthday. birthday. I I don't think that was that was I think that was intentional. (laughs) I don't think that was an accident. (laughs) That was intentional. (laughs) Do you think it was intentional? I definitely think that was intentional. The reason I say this is because Kendrick's business partner Dave Kendrick's business partner Dave Free a couple days later said Drake dropped the 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 worst album of the year on on Kdot's birthday. Like shows you how petty he is. Like I feel as though like kid for it. Kendrick's camp to say something about that. There's definitely some, some. There's still some beef between those two. I definitely think so. Oh, because yeah. Kendrick, Kendrick's that might camp, be right. Kendrick's camp, they, that, yeah. they don't say anything. They don't say anything about about other artists unless like there's something like yeah. potential they want to like that they want to send a message about. Yeah, yeah. But that's so, crazy because Kendrick I, I, like he didn't like diss him on uh, his album, but he like said you know the beef between him and uh, Yay. Yeah, you know him. he was like oh I don't know. If, like get they're like yeah you know like they're he's saying like they're growner than me for squashing their beef you know what I'm saying right but I feel like if you got beef with with Drake you wouldn't say that on your album you know what I'm saying just just because it's it's kind of like a nod to Drake for like squashing that beef or a nod to Ye for squashing that beef but if you're like have yeah. beef with him I don't think he would like nod towards him you know true yeah that's a fact I mean we're we're not wish I mean I we're not wishing like, for any beef we're not wishing for anybody. <laughs> But, yeah, but hey, no, if we get a if we get a back to back or a duppy freestyle, oh hey, I wouldn't mind. That's what I'm saying I kind of <laughs> want that. I kind of want that. I kind of want Drake to get in that back. I kind of want Drake to get in that back again. I kind of want it. <laughs> yeah, I still feel like, I th- yeah, like Drake will be like back in his bag, bro. But I don't want him to, like me saying. personally. I don't want him to get like crushed though. You feel me? Like yeah. I feel like Kendrick Lamar has been holding back. Like he's got a lot of he'll oh, have of a, a lot of things to say, bro. But like, I'm just gonna say if it's a timestamp, if it, if it's a timestamp track, if, if it's if it's Drake 2 a.m. in Italy, man, watch out. You know he goes crazy on those time <laughs> on, on, on those timestamps. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I, you can't even lie, man. When, it's a, when you got a time next to it, oh my goodness, he's gonna spaz. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a fact. And so, like, it's like, bro, it's he just he's just the king of that, bro. Like every time, like every time I search for like a Drake type beat, bro, it's always like it's always like into time and into the country. Yeah, facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. That's what I'm saying. He can like he can dive into that bag whenever he wants. Like as he showed in like Jimmy Cooks, but it's like I think he's just 
about subverting expectations now in these projects because like obviously nobody was expecting a full length you know house album but he doesn't care like he doesn't care to please like the rap side he just wants to keep expanding like to different audiences to just grow bigger and bigger so like that's why i keep saying i don't know if we're gonna get another like fully rap album because he's like already like satisfied that community and most of his community now is probably like you know the pop sided of rap you know so they're expecting more stuff like this or like you know the pop side. And that's of why the fans, the fans who are yeah. like going, and I'm not, I'm not saying, scary, I mean, Scary Hours Three, I, I, I still expect it to be really good. But the people who are just expecting just a full length rap project, that's, that's just not where he's at anymore. He doesn't have, like, if you're reading this, is too late. Was the last time you were really yeah. gonna get that? Because that's when he showed, he showed the world, like, yeah, like he, he has to be respected as an elite MC. Yeah. Um. But and but, it, it's also and, like and, once and, you get to that yeah, point in your career, it's like, oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, so no, basically, I, like, no, once you get yeah, into that point in your career, I feel like the hunger is just, like, not there anymore. Like, you're different. just, like, you're satisfied with where you're at. So, like, that drive doesn't inspire you to, like, rap like you used to, you know? Yeah, exactly. yeah. As soon like, as soon as he got hungry, like, 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 as soon as he, like, I guess got full, I guess. You feel me? That's when it kind of started to slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, cause he's not rap, cause he's not rapping like he's hungry anymore. You feel me? And this is mm-hmm. back in, you know what I'm saying. This is also back in the time before, like, you know what I'm saying. He just kind of changed that game. Everybody still had bars back then. You feel me? So yeah. he still had to like kind of prove himself. You feel me? Like, yo, bro, this a new Sonny of Wayne. You feel me? Or this is the, you know what I'm saying, the yeah. one person that's supposed to take out the wing. So he had to come with a whole bunch of, you feel me? Like, yeah, facts. And now he is the new Wayne. So he 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 sets the tone of what like. What needs to be done, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and and and, and so you, Maurice, like, um, looking like, were there any standout tracks that, that you had in this album, or, or maybe like like some repeat ones that you kind of felt were, were the top ones on on this project? Yeah, man, definitely. Text go green and a keeper. Those those are the two I really uh, keep coming back to. Other than that, man, I'm not gonna lie, I, dude. Honestly, I would have been happy if he even just spammed on that intro, cause the way the intro started, bro, I was like, oh, was oh, this saying. is a survival. I was like, this, if that would this is exactly survival. <laughs> it would have been survival. It would have been survival too. Oh this, my goodness, man. I'm saying, dude, that interlude at the beginning. Oh my! If they sampled that and made it to that a was beat, so, that bro, was a wasted thirty second intro. My it goodness, really was, man. bro. I was so disappointed when and and dude, when you started like that. I expected like rap. I I expected I expected it to go in and to like like when falling back started. It's it's so cut off too, right? It cuts off like the intro, right? And it just hops right into like the house side, the house sound. And so off of the intro, I was expecting like the rap side. I was like, okay, it's coming along. One of these songs is gonna hit, you know what I'm saying? And then it just never came. I dude, if he would have just rapped on the first track and then done house the rest, I would have been a little bit more happier. But like, dude, that intro, oh my god, dude. He always has like little things that he can like, hold on to, and he'll just be like, "Nah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna give it to you guys." I'm just gonna tease you. I'm like, just gonna tease you. I'm just gonna tease you for a little bit. <laughs> I'd say like, it's crazy too because it's just like, and it, like for me, like I, falling back was probably the, like the worst track on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't, at least I didn't like it because you feel me. I guess Drake hasn't tapped into that those side of his vocals yet. Yeah. So it's like we going from intro to this. You feel me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like imagine yeah. like the this like the disappointment in my heart, bro. But you feel me? This you know, it was it wasn't the best of his you know what I'm saying? But that's because he's trying something new. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I think too. I like it's definitely not his best really album. It's, it's nowhere near the top, but it's still like a decent, you know, sound. You know, none of none of the songs are super bad. You know, but they're not also not like super uh-huh. like m- memorable. You know, I will say this too. Like I will like sometimes. I guess we gotta let it sit a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Just give it time. Like, like just, you guys with every Drake before, album, just like, give it time. Yeah, like how 808s and Heartbreaks when Kanye first, like, you know, he released that. Everybody was trashing it, but he was calling it dirt and everything. And then, exactly. And then that, now that's like, that's like one of the albums that influenced this generation. Exactly. At least you yeah. feel me, certain rappers, you feel me? Yeah. And I already think rap was already headed in this direction of like, of uh, house music. Like, that. Like I don't know if you know the artist Pink, 
uh, Pantheris is something like that. But she's like a house. It's like all over TikTok. All her songs like on mm. TikTok basically, and it's she's like a house kind of rapper. Um, so I already knew how, like it's it's taking over, and like obviously a lot of these songs could probably pop off on TikTok. So I think that's kind of like the direction, and Drake's just really early. Um, but I don't know if he and really Beyonce like just pioneers, like track. if he's gonna pioneer. And Beyonce and Beyonce just dropped it. I don't know how. I don't know like like if that has anything to do do with it. But two of the biggest artists in the world are are getting into house music. So I mean, I feel as though like that might be a new trend that not everybody gets into. But when the t- yeah. two of the top artists do that, that definitely shows there's a sign headed into that direction. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's a fact. And, and and now getting into to Logic's Vinyl Days review and just kind of thoughts on on how underrated of a rapper he's been recently. Um, in this album, you know, there's just a lot of authentic hip hop beats, killer punchlines, and lyrics that you know highlight his competitive mentality and superior rap skills. Um, but to Marie, uh, to you, Maurice, like, what are your thoughts on this album and just kind of like you know the energy Logic came came with throughout it? Yeah, dude, this was a really solid album, man. I I thoroughly enjoyed it when I first heard he was dropping. I was like, ah, uh, he's just Cause he said he was retired, so I was like, "Oh, he's just dropping another like project from like you know the archives or whatever, you know." Because a lot of the songs that he's been dropping have just been like spinoffs, stuff he's threw up on YouTube or whatever. Um, but like, I don't know. Like, Logic's a little weird because he said he was retiring, like real, like really retiring, and then his songs reflected that too in the last in his last project, um, the one before, um, like his his supposed to be last project, No Pressure, not Bobby Tarantino. No Pressure, but, yeah. Um, his No Pressure project, yeah, it was supposed to be his like retirement project. So ever since then, you know, I was like, uh, I counted Logic out. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> but no, when I listened to this <laughs> album, I was like really surprised because it felt like you know he was hungry again. He wanted to get back in the game, and this was like his album of like, like he knows he wants to get back in the game. He knows he wants to like rap. Um, and he's not gonna really retire. And like this album, like proved that you know you can you can be at like his age. You can be like you can have made music for so long and still like find joy from it. You know what I'm saying? By just really like getting to the core of like your craft as an artist and like just like figuring out like like making stuff for you instead of like making stuff for like your audience. You know what I'm saying? And I think this album really illustrated that. Um, I, I thought it was a really solid project. It just was really cohesive overall. Yeah, definitely. Um, for you, Isaiah, like, what were some of your initial thoughts on it, and just kind of like thoughts on on how like Logic's career has extended, and, and what this album j- just like, what were your some of your main takeaways from this album? Well, I think he's finally got to the point where he's just like he's just completely blocked everybody off, like of like you know what I'm saying, listening to every single body. So I feel like he's been trying to kind of, I guess, sway toward like people's opinions and everything and mm-hmm. as you feel me like he said that I think he said that in a couple of tracks like they was talking about it like when he showed when he was um showing his feelings and all that on stage they called they called him uh they called him you know what I'm saying they called him so for that and then when and then mm-hmm. when he's when he started being like I guess like cold or like then they started bashing him again and then like Talking about like how kind of like he was a sellout and everything, and how he was basically making pop, and he was just like, and he was yeah. just like, yo, you know what, bro? Forget all of that, bro. I'm gonna drop this album. I'm gonna show you I still got it, bro. But at the same time, I'm gonna kind of like sneak this all of y'all, bro, because this is what y'all, this is what y'all want, this is what y'all get. You guys are not gonna complain. <laughs> you feel me? And like he saw like a lot of it, definitely like. Reminded me of like the nineties. I would say that because like the the mixing of it of it all, especially with the first track, you could tell like you could tell this. It felt it felt like a a nineties feel. Some of it felt like a what do you call it Wu Tang. Like there's this one song that definitely yeah, yeah. felt like a Wu Tang vibe. Definitely influenced by that. I think it was um I don't know I forgot what I forgot which which track it was. Clouds and like therapy music, like he went off on that, bro. Like, the, like Russ, bro. It's even Russ, I did. I wasn't expecting like all of that from us. I knew he was Russ's nice. verse is really good, dude. That's a fact. I knew yeah, he was Russ nice, but I didn't know he was like he was like that nice. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. And like, I think Logic. I think Logic also produces these beats as well. That's- I think he produced some of them. I think. Um, yeah. 
It was some some parts of it he did produce, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like always six. Uh, it's like his main guy yeah. that produces everything. But I think he said like a I forgot what DJ was, but it was like a DJ involved like the whole project. Oh yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, but overall, I think this I think this project was really good. It kind of so like I don't know if he's officially retiring or none of that. Was it DJ Premier? Was it the? Yeah, I think it was Premier. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he was producing or not. I know I'm looking at the tracks now, and it says Logic produced. He was at least involved in all of them, um, oh, and then his boy Six. But maybe he did self produce, and then DJ Premier was just like the guy, like to help him, like put it together or something. Yep. And then I think Funk Flex was the one that was hyping them up, like with the, like those hype vocals in the back, or like every now and then. Yeah. Well, Funk Flex is so is like so funny, but sometimes he could be so annoying, bro. <laughs> Like, if you in a tri-state, because you feel me, I'm from, you know, feel me, I'm from New York. So it's like, he's on Hot 97. He's running kind of the whole radio play. And he was like, mm-hmm. bro, like, all oh, this screaming that he be doing, like, this is normal. You feel me? <laughs> this is normal. And like, like, I did not know, I did not think he'd be that hyped for Logic. Yeah. A lot of the complaints on this album were that, like all the skits that were on the project, there were a lot of skits, and it it did like fill up the thirty yeah. tracks. I mean, it's only an hour album, but like <laughs> you know, there was so many skits. I did like the skit with the needle drop. I thought that was really cool because you know, it just shows like how much Logic actually cares about like his listeners' opinion. You know, and on that one track, he was talking about how he wanted to kill like Anthony Fantano for all his comments in his videos and stuff, and then he had to like you know, uh, like realize that oh, like his opinion doesn't matter. You know, he's the one with the audience, not Fantano. Even though Fantano has his audience. But, like, you know, the core audience of Logic, you know, doesn't think the same thing as Fantano. And so that's what he had to realize. And I feel like that's what this whole project was about, was just that discovery of, like, not caring about, like, your audience's opinion as far as, like, rating your music. More so just making music for yourself. And that's where you, like, discover, like, the purpose of why you created music in the first place again. You know what's crazy, bro? Like, all three of these, you feel me? Like, everybody that we've considered, like, I guess top, like, the top five, like, Drake, Kendrick, and, like, Logic at one point, mm-hmm. they've all, they all kind of had, like, the same theme with their projects, at least somewhat. Because, like, even, like, even, like, Kendrick was just, like, was, was saying, like, he had, like, a five-year yeah. hiatus because he was trying to top you know what I'm saying? He was trying to top them. And like, you feel me? Then then he started to realize, oh, but I'm not even making it for myself at this point. You feel me? And like, he just basically, he basically just started doing his own thing. <laughs> Drake's been doing Thanks. his own thing. He doesn't care. You feel me? It's like, you, you either like it or you don't. No matter, he's still, I'm still selling. And Logic is just like, and Logic has finally come to that. It was just like, you know what, bro? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. You feel me? I got here because this was like this is something that he loved, and then you know what I'm Facts. saying. It paid. It paid, It got him where he where he wanted. Were there like who who, who do you guys? Oh yeah, for sure. To, to you, Isaiah, yeah, who do you think had the best album solid, on this album? Uh, and, I mean, uh, looking back again, at bro? this, who do you think had had the best? Like, like, who do you think was the best feature on this album? <sighs> Let me think. Honestly, the one that the one I found that was like like a personal favorite. I think I had to like, like I don't have a, yeah. I don't think I have a favorite, but like the, Russ was definitely up there. Mm-hmm. I think Royce did his thing. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, I didn't really notice Axon Brunson, so I can't really consider. I can't put him in my. For, top. For you, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, dude, the happened. game had a very surprising. Hmm. The game had a yeah. very surprising verse. Like I, I was yes. surprised when he came. He was spinning. Oh, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I, I really like that track with the game on it. Uh, but I think I think I'm gonna give it to the game or Russ. Russ just came out with a, a really good verse, and he matched the tone sure. of that song. 
Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, the game was the game was is definitely like was definitely great on that. For me, it wasn't as surprising because just because I yeah yeah I have heard him kind of spit kind of like that before. Mm-hmm. But he, regardless, he still did great. You feel me? I, I'm like trying to remember everything because it's like <laughs> albums like thirty yeah. songs for me. This is like I had to skip like Good. skip some of the uh, the skits and all that. Um, and, and now getting into, into Westside yeah. Boogie's more black superheroes uh, album. You know, in his new album, he, he makes everything from alternative hip hop to, to soulful hip hop tracks. You know, he has a, a dynamic flow and delivers just you know defiant lyrics plus switching between flows and, and numerous tracks. Um, but but to, to you, Maurice, like. Looking at this album and just kind of like how you know he's not really mentioned as as much as some of as, as much of the top tier rappers are, and I feel as though like this was an album that could kind of put him on the map. Like, what were some of your initial thoughts on it, and just kind of like the in- internal struggles he talks about uh, in it? Yeah, man. I mean, I think he's still like very underrated um, for yes. for his audience. Like on Spotify, only has like two million monthly listeners, which is like smaller than like Lecrae. You know, what I'm saying like, Ooh. which is not saying like Lecrae is small, but like as a Christian artist, you know, he's automatically yeah, going to be smaller than like yeah. everyone else. Yeah, but like I think I think the problem with Boogie is like he lost his momentum after like everything for sale. That album was so amazing, bro, and he caught a lot of attention with the album. But then he lost his momentum because he waited to put out this album for a while. Um, and I think he lost that momentum. And then I also like, like I don't, I don't think this project was as strong as Everything's for Sale. And that could be because of the features, um, but it also could just be because of like, like uh, the the style he was going for, the message he was going for. Um, you know, I, I don't think it was as strong as Everything's for Sale. But I, I will say, um, I did like that, like that's a tough the second follow. half that's of the album a lot follow. better. Um, yeah. Um, the intro was really good though. The intro was was really good. Um, but then it just kind of like lost its it like drag. It did aggression. drag at some point. Yes, yes. Like towards the 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 second to like uh or the the second track through like the fifth, sixth, whatever track till it got to like can't get over you, um with like Smino and Tizo. Uh, that's when it started to pick up again, and then it was just like back to back good songs. But yeah, man, I don't know. This album was um it was it was decent, you know. I'll say it's decent. You know, it has some good tracks on it, but uh I don't think it stood out was, as much wasn't as wasn't dangerously some of his other wasn't projects. Na- wasn't dangerously yeah. mid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it wasn't dangerously mid. It was just mid, you know. Or, or, yeah. I, I won't say it's mid. I don't know. I haven't I gotta project. go back and it just, it just wasn't yeah. it wasn't anything like outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Like it's definitely not mid. Like it definitely has some solid tracks on it. I I get the message, but it just I don't it's it it wasn't enough to like you know, it matched like his other projects, which were just like outstanding. You know, definitely. Um, to you, Isaiah, like, what were some of your initial thoughts on, on this project and and just yeah. what you felt about it overall? Honestly, it's kind of the same as what he said. The project he could have gone, he could have gone harder. I'd say that, but I will say this though: like, I do have a good amount of the of the mm. album on. My playlist right now, cause like the production is like crazy mm-hmm. on like at least the trap production on it, and like some of the R and B ones, is like is like beautiful, bro. Like stuck. Like, after this, like <laughs> li- like legit. After this, I'm gonna go That's play stuck you know. again. <laughs> That's when you know you heard on a song. <laughs> I was surprised. I would. Yeah. That's a fact. I was I was kind of surprised at the um Soldier Boy feature though. That caught me off guard. I I did not I didn't even expect Soldier Boy to be on the show because I was like because I was listening you for me like because I'm playing this on Apple and then I'm also yeah. I'm also like multitasking while listening to this album and then I'm here and then I I'm hearing a familiar one like wait a minute this sounds familiar and then I go and then I go and I check it's like it's like feature Soldier Soldier Boy tell him <laughs> I said what. They have they they got him on the track, bro. And like honestly, he's not he he for Soldier Boy yeah. he did pretty good. I right, get from that. Just because like just like I don't know like what type of like I don't know if it's like I think it might have to do with the flow and the demeanor. It kind of reminds me of like DMV rap. 
where it's like they punch in a lot. You feel me? They kind of punch in like with uh with their vocals and like after like one after another. Sometimes it could be offbeat, but it's because of, I guess the swag of it. And then like sometimes I forget that he could that he kind of could that, um Westside Boogie Boogie could sing though. Like I I forgot what it was. Was it Pyfu? I think yeah. it was Pyfu when he when he was singing. I was like, oh okay, he got vocals, like he could sing. And like, but I do agree with with Maurice when when it's just like he kind of lost the momentum of like like aside from yeah. the music like of like his career. Maybe and it may be due to like management because I do know like at one point he was I don't know if he was like signed to Eminem. Or like was like doing like yeah. a a joint deal or something like that, but he was under Eminem, who Eminem also at the time was also releasing his own things as well. I think he's still signed because so on this project like, it was released under Shady Records. Ah, uh, yeah. Then he's yeah. Then it's probably it's probably just yeah. management, and, and he went through the name change too. Which I, I didn't know, sure, like, but, like if that was like his his thing. Oh, yeah. or, like I, I didn't know what he was like doing there. I'd I think I'd say it's more so like uh when you when you search up somebody, yeah. you want them you you want somebody to find you. Like, uh, like with um yeah his name because it just he used to be Boogie with a uh... and like. Every time yeah, I put yeah. in Boogie, okay, I would put yeah. I, I would get a Boogie with the hoodie and like stuff like that. And a Boogie with the hoodie is like a pop, yeah. like super popular right now. So it's just like nonetheless though, this album was this album was actually pretty solid for me as well. So, so still you, think you so could have you, you could have went you harder. Feel, you feel as though there were but you, you feel as though there were a couple tracks that you went harder on it and possibly just given more delivery or more effort in some of them. Yeah, like uh, there was this one song. It was like a West Coast type of. It was like a West Coast this type of song. Well, I, well, I was just like, uh, like it was. It felt kind of. It felt kind of lazy yeah. for him. And I, you feel me? Because like any other artist, let's say like another mm-hmm. another Cal- California artist did that, I would be like, you probably would have been bopped your head like, oh, this 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 actually fire. But for him, it, it felt a little. Yeah, lazy. I also think like he it's, for the message of the album, like we need more black superheroes. Like, I don't know, the album didn't really like speak that to me. Like, it just felt like a regular like boogie album without like that message. So, uh, maybe I have to listen again to like look for that kind of stuff um, within the like lyrics and stuff. Uh, but it, like, it, I, it just really didn't really like speak that. It wasn't really even addressing the title. Like, it, it, I, yeah. I know he had the title in it, but I was like, I there were a lot of tracks that just were not correlating with that theme. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there was like I think the only one I felt like was Yep, Killer Mode. That was, I was about to say like that's the, the only one track. I felt like. That's the only one. That was the that was the only one where it kind of connected with the album just because it was just like in the beginning, I think I was him as a little kid. Saying like you feel me, like, you know, He's like, on a dead homies, I don't need nobody, you feel me? All that different, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, bro, I don't need nobody. I guess calling it to the fact that, you know what I'm saying, these children need, like, you know, people to look up to instead of, you know what I'm saying, instead of having to do things by themselves. But after that, I feel like the message is, like, disappeared. Um, and, and now getting into uh, Reason and J-Rock's It Is What It Is um, song, um, in this new track, you can kind of see the... The musical chemistry between the two is reason gives authentic bars about his thoughts um, lately over some production courtesy uh, of Hollywood Cole. And, you know, with the slow sofa production, both rappers reflect on the hardships they face and that's shaped them. Um, but to you, Maurice, like, like looking at this song and and kind of like expecting what's, what's next from reason, because he like back in 2020 with New Beginnings, that was to me one of the most impressive albums of that year and, and still one that, that I replay a lot. But what do you what did you think of this song and just what do you expect from him going forward with this next project? Yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest, bro. I didn't really like this song. <laughs> really, it's uh, I don't know. It just it didn't really. There wasn't anything that stood out to me for it to be a single. Um, 
I think I liked the. I liked. I definitely. I definitely think this was more of an album song than than one you just put out as a single. Yeah. Single exactly. Exactly. I, mean, say I think J Rock matched the tone of song. like. Yeah. Exactly. I I think um I think J Rock mastered tone of it um, but like it just didn't go anywhere for me. Like I think um, I don't know. It just didn't stood out. It, it didn't stand out to be like a single track. I didn't really get like the message. Uh, I did like get like you know they were talking about how they grow up and stuff, um, but I didn't get the bigger picture of like what they were trying to say, you know. And so I I hope it is an album song. That way we can see it in in a in a context of an Bigger album. Picture. Um yeah. and maybe that's the that's the theme of the album and then it'll probably like, you know, be a better song. But for now just, you know, there wasn't anything too special about it for me. Definitely. Um to, to you Isaiah, yeah, I'd, also, I'd, also, I'd also kind of say the same thing. It's like I don't know. I think like I don't know if like 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 y'all like J Rock, um, or anything, but like, some like he's still like a he's still like an artist. I kind of had to like understand, I guess. Yeah. Cause his style isn't like necessarily something I'm hearing. I hear all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of it's it's like a it's I want to say it's like a. Gangster, like a new, like a like a kind of gangster, like absol, but schoolboy, mm-hmm. but more like schoolboy. It's like a mix of them. It's not. It's like this. This song wasn't too too. You feel me? Outstanding. It was just like another. Li- I felt like it was like another listen. Just like oh, yeah, this yeah. track is alright. <laughs> like yeah, the track was okay, and then what else after that? You feel me? Nothing against them though, you feel me? But right. maybe I had to listen to it again. Some tracks, some tracks had to kind of, you know, sit in my mind. Yeah, nothing that's too not a single. That's not a single that's gonna stand out. I feel like that 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 it was just a bad. Not it's to me, it's a good song and it's gonna it would fit really well into an album. But I just don't think if yeah, you're really, really trying to keep keep the attention, if you're really trying to keep the attention of a listener and a fan, that's not the one that's gonna do it. Yeah, yeah re- releasing that as a single probably was not the best thing. If yes, if that wasn't, if that is a single at least. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like if it's just a standout just by itself. Yeah, that probably wouldn't wasn't the best thing. But hey, you yeah, feel yeah. me? They making more money than me. You feel me? They rapping, they living, <laughs> they dream. You feel me? So like, <laughs> <laughs> they making it. They making everybody eating. <laughs> everybody yeah. eating That's the thing. Some people just put out music to put out music, you know. You just gotta maintain your audience, so it's like at least it's something right. to listen to for your audience. But you know, I hope it is a a track that's for like for an album because I think it'll just like be better for it. Yeah, it also kind of you know what I'm saying like ask the question like where like top where like what top dog is gonna kind of do next, and that's another question I market. had. That's another question I had. Like, what do you guys think is like? Who's their? What do you think is their next phase in terms of? Obviously, K- K- Kendrick has left the label, and, and he's in a different phase of his career. Like, what do you guys think is their like next move in terms of like their their headlining acts? Yeah, who uh, who owns TDE? Because I thought it was Kendrick's label. I'm not gonna lie. They keep probably passed it on to somebody, but my guess is like what the they might. It says it's still signed to Top Dog. They Ooh. might just keep uh SZA. SZA. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she's still TD. I think they might just she keep drop going, that second uh, album like immediately. <laughs> yeah. I think they, they're gonna just keep pushing her, you feel me? Because as of right now, yeah, she's probably the most mainstream artist mm-hmm. that they got right now. Yeah. Because Isaiah Rashad hasn't, you know, broken into the industry and at this point. With everything that happened, <laughs> may he, he he it's either he will or he won't. It's like a hard yes or a hard no for the industry. Yeah, J Rock is like a in between. Like he's here, then he's not here. It's like school and schoolboy Q. I don't know. Like he don't drop anything. Yeah, none of them drop, bro. Like <laughs> yeah, nobody so, drops pretty- consistently. <laughs> 
Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a trend. Ab, Absol, Absol, I feel like, does he, does he still release music? I'm not Absol. sure. Let me see. I believe he released well, so a single it, recently it, called Holidays. Hmm. So is oh, it Holiday. is it Kendrick's album or I mean not album? Uh, is it Kendrick's label or not? No. He, so he uh, doesn't. He's not. That's not his. Like I know PJ PG Lang is like his new label or whatever. Like that's his. But so he he doesn't own TDE. No. Okay. I, what, I don't. I think the founder is different. I think. Okay, because I, I thought it was founder, similar to Dreamville. The founder, where, is, the founder is Anthony Tiffett. Okay, yeah. okay. I thought it was similar to Dreamville, where J. Cole is, is. Is is am I right about that? J. Cole is like the leader of. Uh, yeah, J. Cole. Dreamville. He's leader of Dreamville. Yeah, okay, Because okay. Drake has OVO, and I thought Kendrick had TDE, and then J. Cole had Dreamville. But I guess I'm wrong about that. Kendrick was the face of TDE. Like that, you feel me? He was like yeah. the biggest. Artists and then you know obviously you put everybody on those songs you feel me yeah you put everybody on but he, he wasn't didn't have the, any I did he looking back at it I don't think he had any TDE artists on on his projects no. I ain't gonna lie <laughs> yeah. like he didn't he was like no I'm not putting any on. <laughs> now he, he features on other people's projects but yeah he'll do that he'll do yeah. that yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure, but like the rest of the TDE, it's either like they don't drop, or I've never heard of them. Yeah, or, or like, or like they're just not mainstream. Yeah, and I feel like that's why, like, I'm not saying Kendrick left because I think of that, since it's gonna like, be their focus probably. Since this is probably probably gonna be their focus from from now on, in terms of mm-hmm. who can be like who have the, the mainstream appeal. Yeah, but they gotta get her to drop. They gotta get her to drop consistently. That's what I'm saying like, you can't, you can't. She, with her, like the set, her second album is probably gonna have the most anticipation, and, and kind of it might be one of her make or break records because she just put out a deluxe that was from 2017. But that album probably feels like it's gonna be maybe even later in the year than compared to just the summer. Yeah, yeah. CD. I I just hope they just kind of like they they mark they just mark it right then. Because as of right now, it's not looking too well for them. You feel me? You haven't heard that, like, you feel me? Like, them as, like, you know, top labels in a while, unless you're talking about when they're going to drop. You feel me? And at this point, I feel like people are going to care about TDE less just because PG Lang is is around now. And they got, like, a, they got, they're starting to get, like, fresh new sound. Like, like you feel me? Kendrick sound, um, Tana Leone. Mm-hmm. And all that, bro. And he's got the he definitely got like uh the sound of kind of what this generation is looking for. Right. So yeah, I think he's starting from scratch. Yeah. Well, Isaiah, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on for this segment and thanks so much for being back on, bro. We gotta do it again. Yeah, for sure, man. Nice to meet you, Maurice. Yeah, you too, bro. Definitely. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with our New Jack City review. Welcome back to the show. And now we're getting into our New Jack City review. And to start the overview, New Jack City is a 1991 crime thriller uh, based upon an original story and written by Thomas Lee Wright and Barry Michael Cooper and directed by Mario Van Peebles in in his feature film directorial debut as he also co-stars in the film. Um, The film stars Wesley Snipes, Ice-T, Alan Payne, Chris Rock, Mario Van Peebles, Judd Nelson, and Bill Cobbs had a budget of $8 million and brought in $47.6 million for the box office and also had a, a 77% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And, and, and to you, like, Maurice, in terms of starting this off, like, with how, like, electrifying this action was and just the effective performance throughout it, um, what, what were some of your initial thoughts on it and just, like, looking back at the impact it had back then and even now? Yeah, man. So I, I, I didn't watch this movie until, like, reviewing it for the 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 podcast so like um thanks for putting me on to it it was it was definitely a really good movie I, i've definitely seen like like clips online it's before yeah it yeah goes, it, it's I, very, yeah it goes through a lot of those yeah. dude yeah and I, I don't know if it's like the if it, i think it was maybe just memes like especially the scene where he's like crying or whatever and he's about to shoot <laughs> he's got the gun <laughs> <laughs> you know so that's, that's use that so many people use that <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, <laughs> I can see it now. I can see it now. <laughs> yeah, bro. That that's probably the most recognizable scene. Um, 
But yeah, I I thought it was a really solid movie, man. Like um, it it reminded me a lot of the Denzel Washington movie, um, the gangster. What is it called? Uh, American Gangster. That's what American Gangster. It reminded yes. me a lot, yeah. and I don't know. I guess American Gangster got inspired by this movie because this movie is yeah. older. Um, but yeah, dude, it was it was a really solid movie overall, and I think it definitely had a positive. Uh, like it, it definitely inspired a lot of like gangster movies and and those those uh. Those concepts, even even like it was such a uh, like it 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 made you pay notice to like what's happening within the black community and like you know mm-hmm. the lifestyle that we're forced into because of the like the crack academic and uh, pandemic. Yeah. My bad. Um, you know we have we have to like pay attention to that stuff and like hold each other accountable. So it definitely spin a positive message on top of just being like a really funny and, and good movie. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's another thing I want to get into because obviously like when you see a film like American Gangster, like even even when I first saw American Gangster, I, I kind of thought about I, I thought about like how it was it had some similar like influences of New Jack City. Like, do you feel as though sometimes that's a testament to like how influential a film is, like when even years later it can influence another film with a generational actor and, and kind of still have some some, you know, uh, strong influences for for the future films? Yeah, and I, I, you know, that's I think movies inspire the movies definitely. Um, I feel like only Christopher Nolan thinks of movies from scratch because <laughs> yeah, his movies exactly. are always the just only insane. one. <laughs> he doesn't take any influence for anybody. <laughs> yeah, dude, his all his movies are just so unique and just crazy. But yes. uh, yeah, I think I think I think that's you know I love it when films do that and they they make like a a better version or like a more modern version of of classic films like this. Um. So you know, I think that just shows how like strong and uh, influential this film was. Is that it can inspire uh, directors down the line, um, and it, it'll forever like you know it, it pioneer like the way for those other movies. You know, and I think that's a positive thing because you know you're always gonna try to like compete against these older movies um, and do it better, and you know that's just better for everyone. Definitely. Um, and now getting into our first topic from one to four stars, what would you give it? Um, uh, to, to you, from one to four stars, what would be your particular rating and, and some of your reasons for it? Yeah, man. Honestly, um, I I would give it like a four. Like, the, I don't really see yeah, too many too really much would. wrong with this. There, movie. there weren't a lot. There wasn't a lot to nitpick in it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, it was just a solid watch throughout the film. Like, I was never bored watching it. I mean, of course, it's like an older film, so it's not like super high definition or anything like that. But like, yeah. it was just a really intriguing watch the entire time I watched it. And I was constantly like looking you, you, forward you to it. Like, C- you weren't blown away by the CGI? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's like, what, what do you expect? You know, it's, like, it's an older movie. <laughs> and yeah. it's like one of those classic films. Like you just show like your kids and be like, yo, yeah. you know, Vintage feel. this this was the movie back in the day. Like even, even before my time, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would give it four as well. I mean, you know, this was a very vintage New York City-based crime drama. And just, you know, with exceptional performances from from Wesley Snipes and Ice-T, it just also had a good cultural look into what um, the drug empire that emerged in the early decades of big cities uh, looked like. Um, to you, like, e- even looking back at the cast, because this was a stacked cast, like, how how important do you think, that to, like, to put together a cast like this was um, attributed to the success of this film and just how it's remembered? Yeah, dude, this was a stack cast, especially for uh, like the time of which everybody was like acting together. And I think like Wesley Snipes and um, what's the light skinned dude's name? Um, Ice T. Yeah, Ice T. Oh, my bad. Okay. <laughs> I was like, it was like, okay, yeah. they they both uh, they I think they acted in other movies together too. Well, there's like two light skinned dudes. There's the um, oh Alan Payne was Ice- Alan Payne as well. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I was so, yeah, thinking so, like which light skin, which ones he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they they I think they've all acted together in similar films. I was looking at yeah. some of the discographies of like Wesley Snipes, and he's he's done these type of gangster movies like before and even after this film. Um, but yeah, around this time, I think like this was one of the best like movies of like them all acting together together to get a, a stack like this and to have it be such a great film, you know. Um I bet, like, back in the day, it was just such a, like, like good film for Black people to watch and just, like, appreciate the cast and appreciate the message of, like, what what's happening. Um, so this is definitely one of those, like, legendary uh, Black movies you just got to show, so. 
Absolutely. If you if you don't know this at the cookout, you know you might get uninvited. Oh I don't know. man, it's revoked. The pass is revoked. <laughs> <laughs> that plate is taken away. <laughs> no, New, New Jack City. <laughs> oh, let me let me let me get that steak oh, back, man. young blood. You know, <laughs> let me get that steak back, young blood. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but now getting into favorite character. Um. If, for me, like Scotty Appleton was one that really stood out because, you know, his role was just so pivotal. You know, he had one of the most important tasks in taking down Nino and his crew. Um, but he, he still had to have just a, a very, you know, tough and serious persona to be able to do his job effectively. Um, but to you, like, who was your overall favorite uh, character in this one? Um, I, I think I'm going to say, I, I, I would also say Scotty. I think, um, I think Nino Brown, his philosophy was very interesting. I, I think I mean I think I might give it to to Nino. His performance as Wesley Snipes' performance as Nino was just so like amazing and good. You know, I was convinced like you know like I was convinced to believe like their side of things. Like obviously he was doing some messed up stuff, but I I, I could like reason with him. I could like see like I could uh what's the word um not remorse with him, but like uh. Was it like sympathize? I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. Like I could feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sympathize. I could sympathize with, like, what he yeah. was doing and like, what he was doing for his like his people, um, and like the messages that he gave were like very like like, oh, like I'm I'm forced into this lifestyle, and yeah, I might be like threatening these people and like forcing them, feeding them drugs and stuff like that, but I'm also like you know giving money out to these kids. I'm feeding people. You know what I'm saying like. I, I'm doing my thing because, like, we have to, you know, I, I, I have to do this, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I definitely, like, I could see, like, his side of it. You know, obviously, it's it's wrong. And, like, um, what Scotty stood for was a, a different spin on, like, that. Um, but you could just see it in a character like Pookie, like, like what it meant for him to, like, uh, get out of that lifestyle and become someone like Scotty, um, where he was working, like, with the police trying to take Nino down. Uh, but yeah, I just really like uh, Wesley's performance as Nino Brown. So I think he was probably my favorite character. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, even when you look at at Wesley Snipes' acting career, like, like, do you feel as like when you saw this one, like, did you did, did this instantly go into like the some of the top ones that he's like ever been a part of? Oh yeah, for sure. Like he, he just he really played the role uh, super well. Just like <laughs> this insane like dude like. Like, and and it's so funny because, like, you know, obviously, like, a big thing in the film was, like, the relationship between him and uh, G, what's his name? Uh, what's the character's name? Um, you know, oh, G Money, uh, yeah. Uh, G Money? G Money, yeah. Yeah, G Money. So it, that that was a big, the, the point of the film was the dynamic between those two. And so basically, like, you know, when he, when it got to the point where he was like, oh, yeah, like, he was the Nino was the one that was like, yeah, we can't let nobody come in between us. It's me and you, you know what I'm saying? But then he let a girl be the cause of like the root of like G Money's hatred towards uh Nino. But then at the end of the film, you're like, you see, like, he's like, Oh, I don't I don't care about no girl. Like, like you let this come in between us, but then it's like like you you see that he actually convinced himself that it wasn't his fault and that it was G Money's fault that like he you know, got jealous, whatever. Um, so it just, it, he did such a good job of like convincing us that he believed like he was the one that was right and he was the king and that everyone else like, you know, betrayed him or whatever. Um, so I think he just really killed killed the role as Nino. Absolutely. Um, and now getting into most memorable scenes, I had uh, the Carter scene uh, where Nino Brown reveals his plan to take over the Carter apartments and turn them in, into a crack production facility also finding Pookie where uh, Peretti and Appleton sur- sur- surveil uh, Nino Brown uh, and the sick-up kid Pookie. Nino uh, makes change where after the Carter fiasco, Nino takes his anger out on, on Kareem and uh, threatens G-Money. Um, also killing your own people the old man- where the old man is fed up with what Nino Brown is doing to the community. Uh, the wedding shootout, the cops versus CMB scene, and then finally uh, my brother Keeper. Or pr- mainly like the, the most infamous scene of, of the film, like, like when you look back at it in terms of, in terms of the impact um, you know, where Nino and G, G Money try to pick up the pieces, but it's uh, uh, too late for reconciliation. Uh, to you, like, overall, what were some of the memorable scenes or, or maybe a couple uh, th- that stood out to you? Uh, yeah, definitely the end scene, obviously. You know, that's the clip that's famous online. <laughs> um, the scene <laughs> where they first discover um, Scotty, like, is a cop. Um, so that whole warehouse 
uh, scene, and and especially when he when he, you know how he, when he cuts the dude's neck, right, and then he like fakes being him. That that was like a genius like outplay, like yes. uh, outstanding move. You know what I'm saying? Type vibe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that whole warehouse scene was really uh, memorable. Um, and then lastly, the dinner scene, um, or, or the the scene where they find out that someone had infiltrated the Carter Hotel, and he's like, he's like. He had just got done with like G Money's girl, whatever. He came to the to the the table, um, and then stabbed that dude in the hand. It was just like like yo, like what happened while I was busy? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he just did a really convincing job. Like that he's like a a a like the drug lord and like he owns everyone else at the table. So, yeah, definitely. Um, and and, and now getting into kind of like a most memorable quotes. Um, I also had, uh, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Um, you got to rob to get rich in the Reagan era. I'm not guilty. You're the one that's guilty. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to kill Nuno Brown. And then finally, well, that's the difference between you and me. I don't get mad, Tito. It's the law. Um, were there, were there any like quotes in this one that you kind of felt were, were the main standouts? Uh, <laughs> there was one scene now, there was one quote that was really funny. Other than the ones that you just said, obviously like, am I my brother's keeper? That was a big point of it. Um, yes. Um, the, another one that I found really <laughs> so funny when he was like, I want to shoot you so bad, you know, you oh, know, I'm yeah. not going to finish that quote, but I think you know what I'm, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, I know. I, I, that was a, that was a really funny one. <laughs> um, other than that, I yeah, mean, man, I'm everything not, that you, you said, I, I, those are some of my favorite quotes. Listeners, you, you'll know what, what we mean, but. I just I was I never will will I understand whenever he says that it just catches me off guard. Like there's so many things I expected him to say, but that was not, <laughs> not the one I expected him to say. Yeah. <laughs> Same bro. I, when he said that, I was like, wow, okay. Like okay. It's that bad, huh? <laughs> you wanna kill him that bad. All right. So that, that definitely threw me off, and that was a funny quote. <laughs> um and, and now kind of getting into like what did you like the most about the storyline? Um, you know, the, the j- just how it, it brought like real gritty elements of like what was going on with the crack um, epidemic and just how that was affecting, you know, obviously like we saw what happened w- with Chris Rock earlier in the movie as Pookie and just how that was a, a, a strangle on his life, had a stranglehold on his life. Um, that was really tied in together really well and showed like just the severity of that issue. Um, to you, like, what did you like kind of like the most about this storyline, like, like the particular element element of it? Yeah, man, I think I, I think it had just a good mixture of like um like real situations and then just like also like the funny scenarios where like the the chase scene uh with Pookie at the beginning. Uh I don't know how this man kept up with him on a bike, bro. Like <laughs> like that's that's crazy to me. Um but you know, stuff like that. You know, it had a lot of those like, moments in the film. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just had a lot of those moments in the in the film and and just in the storyline. Everything everything just wrapped together so well. You know, you had this like the the downfall of Nino being like the people that he was around the most. You know, uh, like he he had this big plan for his operation. You know, he he they're all like a family at the beginning, and then you just see the the overall rise of like his character and and his like tyranny almost. Um, take place, you know, as he becomes more rich, you know, he starts to cut out the people that helped him get, you know, to the to the point where he was. And that led to his downfall. So that I think that's one of the most like uh you know, beautiful things about this story of of how it all kept like the realness of like what happens in in life when whenever you betray those people. Um and, and nobody was like out of reach, you know. A- anybody could be hurt in this film. Nobody was untouchable and it it really showed that in the story. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and, and now getting into like like ten years from now, like do you still think this will be watchable and intriguing? You know, obviously, like this is past that mark clearly. And and, and for so many other gangster films, like and, and that's even even before we get to that topic, another thing I want to get to is like in terms of it not being like it, it, there. There's so many gangster films that have been kind of you know they haven't stood the test of time, or they just have have been able to like seem like other ones like. What do you think makes this so different from other gangster films that, you know, s- some seem similar to other ones, but this one kind of like seemed one that like stood apart from the other and was like very unique in itself? Yeah. I mean, yeah, man. I think this one, like, 
This one just really, like, was original to me. Like, when I watched it, like, even though, obviously, like, I've seen American Gangster before I watched this one, I could tell, like, this one, when it came out, was, like, original. And, like, this one, like, inspired others. Because it just felt so unique. Like, the the storyline and the, the, the way they portrayed, you know, both sides was, like, was you got to really, like, dive into everyone's character. Compared to other gangster right. films, you know, you're more focused on, like, one guy's perspective and not, like, the good guys, you know. Um, so you don't get to see, like, the cops working to go bust them. You just see, like, the villains. It, it, the main focus is, like, the the villains and the drug dealers, like, escaping them. Or, you know, some are just, like, avoiding, like, the warnings that the cops are giving. You know, like, oh, we're getting close to finding you. One day we'll, like, get you, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? That, that happens yeah. in other gangster movies. But with this movie, you know, you really get to see, like, the buildup on both sides of, like, um, how both sides crumble, you know, with Pookie going in, him still dealing with, like, you know, the drug addiction and that leading to, like, them losing all the evidence or whatever. But then you also have, like, the tyranny of, like, Nino leading to, like, the the betrayal of, like, G-Money and also, like, his old girl. Um, You know, that led to his downfall. So I just appreciate, like, you see both sides, like, when they win and they fail, you know. Um, and it just mm-hmm. told the story really well. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and before we close out, like, even for newer viewers that have, like, never seen this film and probably saw American Gangster before this, like, like, what do you think, like, how do you think, like, they'll, they'll view it? Like, people that have just viewed, like, newer gangster films compared to this one. Because I feel as though more people will probably watch American Gangster more because it has, you know, it has Denzel, it has a lot of replay value. But, like, how do you think people that haven't seen this one actually like react to it when they see it yeah i mean for me this one was like honestly like i like i watched american gangster but i thought this one so so i think the main difference is this one has a lot of comedic uh comedic yeah. value you know there's a lot of comedic they, they weren't, they weren't scenes, cracking jokes in american um, gangster <laughs> like memorable scenes yeah you know american <laughs> gangster was a lot more serious it was a lot slower yeah. pace you know denzel was like you know Denzel was on this thing acting, you know what I'm saying? But with this film, um, you know, New Jack City, it was just a lot more funny, a lot. It, it felt like it had more soul, you know what I'm saying? Whereas whereas American Gangster, it, it was just a really good story. And, like, obviously Denzel was, like, killing it, acting. Like, I was more intrigued into Denzel's character than the storyline, you know, necessarily. His performance and was the most this, intriguing element this, of that movie. Uh, movie. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this movie, it's like the opposite. Like I'm, I'm super intrigued by the storyline and what's gonna happen next, and then between all these people, and then everybody's performance yeah. was just really solid around. Absolutely. Um, well, Marisa, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Having you on as always, man. We, we always appreciate your insights, and, and uh, can't wait to have you back on. Yeah, man. Of course, anytime. Definitely. Well, that wraps it up for tonight. I'm Host Winsor Burns. This has been Full Scope. See you later.